You are listening to Proudly Resents. Oh, reason. I, I can't even hear you. Well. Hi, this is Sammy Wazell. Uh, proudly Resents. The Cult Movie Podcast. The Adam's Biggest Men Show. To all you Proudly Resents listeners out there, just remember... You can't piss on hospitality. Oh, Welcome to Proudly Resents, com. Today we're going to proudly resent An American Carol, which is a right-wing comedy brought to us from our guest Graham Smith with the great podcast News Whore. And as a musician, and you can go visit his site at kgw.me. And also my friend Janine Brito, hey. comedian, stand-up writer for Totally Biased with W. Mm-hmm. Kamal Bell. And on tour... Or the happiest tour on earth is that was yep that is correct happiest tour on earth with uh, along with Eliza Skinner and Parner and Charla. Oh, she's great. She's awesome. They're great. both awesome. So the one of the three, if you like them, it's worth it. Yeah, yeah, can't go it's, wrong. So Graham, what the fuck? Why oh, this film? God. Um, this because is- uh, let me actually, I'll give you guys a little bit of background how the, this film came to me. Obviously, everybody loves Airplane, Hot Shots, all those movies, the, the Zaz, the Zaz crew. Very formative to me. I thought they were doing something really important, but as time went on, I really followed Leslie Nielsen as an actor. He made some really bad movies in this genre, uh, like Spy Hard, Wrongfully Accused, or really the two big ones there, a couple more minor ones. And then it spawned the whole sort of like, let's make a low-budget parody movie just because it's a possibility. So like, you know, not another teen movie. The Scary Movie series, which uh, David Zucker has also Mm -hmm. been involved with, Um, so I saw this pop up on Netflix and I was like, oh, you know, we'll see what this is all about. And, um, you know, as I watched again, it's not the politics of the movie that bothers me. It's the fact that we've come so far since Airplane that something like this can exist. And they haven't changed at all. Well, they've changed for the worse. I mean, Airplane was pretty edgy and like pretty funny. And this is just like, look, we made a joke about pubic hair. Since we made it, it's funny, right? Like, it's pubic hair. The director's David Zucker, and he's one of the writers, and he obviously pushed this film. So, an airplane, a thousand or 10,000 jokes, four of which are about pubic hair. And those are the ones we remember because we were kids when we saw it. But this one (laughs) is mostly pubic hair jokes. And just like there's a, I have a, I, you know, I have my notes here. There's like a hunchback in one scene for no reason. Just like, because that'll make it funnier. And the politics are obviously really bothersome too, but at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, is it even really that right wing? It's almost more like libertarian, like kind of like just like government sucks, like America, like every like people who are against America suck. Like it's really just kind of like a very kind of jingoistic, I think. Mm-hmm. Tone, uh, right? I, it goes a little farther than that because I think they, so. Michael, there's a parody of Michael Moore, right? The, obviously, that, right, Michael, Michael Malone. Malone. Right. I didn't know if you got that, Janine. Yeah. Very subtle. From, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, that was supposed to be. I know. Oh my God! It's a new movie now. <laughs> so it's blatant. Like this guy makes documentaries how much he hates America. I didn't mind, and I used to work for. I worked for Michael uh, fifteen years ago. That's why I get a, a, allowed to call him Michael. Otherwise, it would be pretentious. Um, but not Mikey. Not Mikey. Okay. No, I was only a no. PA. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Um, the, the the beginning was kind of a takeoff on his movie Sicko, where we find him in in Cuba, Cuba. saying how great the Cuban. And I didn't mind that. I thought that was funny takeoff on Michael Moore, and also the politics that the Michael Malone character was saying. I agree with like everything that Michael Malone said. Ninety percent of it, I agree with politically. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, pretty they, much. They yeah, were yeah. trying to make. make but him also, look stupid. what what I thought was amazing was I pretty much feel about Michael Moore 
the same way, roughly, that they presented it. Like, he's uh-huh. pretty much, like, again, I agree with 90% of the stuff that he says, but he's he kind of says it in an annoying way a lot of the time. Even so, this movie kept doing other things to alienate me yeah. from potentially believing in what it was saying. Yeah, like, the whole gun scene, because they were... It, there was no rhyme or reason. At the same time that they were trying to say, oh, the left is really illogical and they don't pay attention to facts, in an attempt to take down Michael Moore at whatever cost, they had him afraid of guns and he's a member of the NRA. And and I was just like, you're... In real life. And in the whole American... Poli- yeah, the whole thing about family and American values that Michael Malone didn't have. Like, Michael Moore in real life has a, a wife and a, a daughter. And I remember the last time I saw him, he's like, how are you? And he said, do you have a family yet? And I said, no. And he said, you should get a family. Mm. So seven years later, I got married. But I took his advice. But I just know that Michael's like a real family guy and a union guy. And, and he is a bit of bull- full of shit. And he, and he should be taken down. But I thought, yeah, I thought they kind of muddled the, the point. Or I disagree. They would say something that Michael would say, Michael Moore would say, or Michael Malone. I was like, yeah, I agree with that. Why is that a punchline? Yeah. Yeah. The one... Part that did the the part where the politics did bother me were uh, the one scene that is supposed to be a poignant uh, reference to nine eleven, where George Washington takes him out onto yeah, onto like, yeah, six hundred thousand people or whatever the number was, right? Dad, and it was sandwiched in between. Like later on, you have a prosthetic ass bit, yeah, like, jig, jiggly butt the cheeks, and it's like, plot. are we yeah. really going to stop this movie and be like, let's remember? And, Never forget. And yeah, you, you're not allowed to like, unless you're going to like actually go there and right. make like the day the clown cried or whatever that Jerry Lewis movie is, right? Like yeah. do it. But you can't just like, yeah, drop in some like In the mess. middle of the world. Like this is what would happen if George Washington came to New York City in the 21st century. <laughs> what, what do you think now, yeah. Michael Moore? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would come out just to get at Michael Moore. <laughs> yeah. A movie that does it better, you said a uh, day the clown died. Um, there's a movie from Uli Bowl called Postal. Oh, yeah. I've never actually seen that. Oh, my God. It is cra- and, and to say that Uli Bowl is a better filmmaker than David Zucker <laughs> is pretty crazy. But he does this, He does exactly what you say. He goes over the top from the first scene to the last. And if you find it funny, you find it funny. Otherwise, it's just way over the top. Yeah. Yeah. I think they both, both of the, these movies feature Gary Coleman, right? I think yeah. he was in this one. I think so he plays a slave in this too. one. Yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, the slave scene was just like unbelievably offensive. Yeah. Like one of the first things I wrote down is like, are we supposed to assume that everybody involved in the movie like agrees with its right. agenda? That's because a, that's what I found. Like when I saw David Allen Greer, I was like, oh no, not David Allen Greer. I was like, Trying to figure out if they were involved in the film because they're ultra conservative or they were broke at the time. Or like, here's here was the conspiracy theory I came up with by the end. Zucker pitched it to them as like, oh, we're going to make fun of everybody, right? Yeah, like yeah, we're yeah. making fun of the left just as much as we're making fun of the right. And then like David Allen Greer shows up and like they're, you know, singing Hava Nagila and it's like not funny mm-hmm. or cool. It's just like really bad in every way, you know? The, the point of that scene was to say that Again, Michael Moore in real life likes guns. He's in the NRA. But they're saying, Michael Malone, since you're so against guns, if we didn't have war, we'd still have slaves. You would support the slaves. We'd still have civil war. We would never have the civil war, and we'd still have slavery. Not only would we still have slaves, but you would be a rich southern landowner for (laughs) some reason. That's that's the other butterfly effect that we're dealing with. Yeah, yeah. And that he would support 
Hitler yeah, <laughs> the Nazi of movement. You'd be like, well, right. as long as it avoids Yeah, it was war. trying to like apologize right. for Hitler. It's like, yeah. well, yeah. The, well, yeah, huh. the, that was the biggest thing for me was they, they had an award show and I thought it was funny they had a moveon.com take off movealong.org yeah. and yeah. Move, move on it, it could be made fun of because mm-hmm. it, it definitely has huge faults and so they have this award show and they show clips of um, they're saying that documentaries so I'm, I'm, I have to look up the names but the documentary filmmaker that made all the pro-Nazi movies Lenny, the Lenny Riefenstahl award mm-hmm. yeah. right the Lenny Riefenstahl award so basically saying that all documentaries are propaganda, yeah. which it's funny because Lenny Riefenstahl didn't make any anti-Germany movies or any anti-anybody movies. She just made pro-German movies, right? Yeah. Because it was, so it's like, yeah. So but if you start to try to like dissect the logic, you just like, you know. Of the movie? Yeah. Of this movie? Then all of a sudden they're back to Leslie Nielsen with like mild Parkinson's syndrome and, you know, like symptoms. It's and you feel movie. really sad, yeah. Yeah, that was it was sad to see him fall down now because you're I like, know. is that real? Or is that a joke in the movie? And then this is really nitpicky. And again, going after the logic in the film, no, which is we, totally Well, first not, we have to break like, that down. Then yeah. we can deal with our emotional reactions. <laughs> Even their, like, this is the smallest thing, but there's a joke right at the top where Leslie Nielsen brings burgers out because he's like, hey, kids, here's some burgers. And they're like, yay, I made them. And they immediately spit out the burgers because they're like, ew, gross. He's such a gross old man. He must have done something gross to the burgers. But then later in the movie, they cut back and all the burgers are gone because they ate all the burgers and i'm like stick to the burger line if you're gonna stick to one thing at least the simplest thing you could maintain and that, but that's a weird joke too like what old men can't make <laughs> yeah, hamburgers that's how dumb he is you can't like, put a burger in a grill yeah oh, it was so they had leslie nielsen tell the story he's because the frame i he was the framing narrator i yeah. thought of him as kind of right yeah and he randomly comes in and like yeah, he breaks a, the frame and, like, murders somebody with a scimitar yeah. because, you know. Oh, right, not? he's in the movie. Yeah. So the first, like, physical joke is him doing something, throwing something, and it hits a black woman. That's the first joke of the scene. Yeah, Just you're like, all right. A black woman taking a Frisbee to the fl- face is That's the first was. joke. And, I was and then like, a blind right. girl takes a Frisbee to the face later yeah. about halfway through, so it's a motif. Maybe it's about <laughs> Frisbees being the real enemy. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's about UFOs. Maybe oh. Zucker's on something real <laughs> deep here. Yeah, it was. It would for a movie that's right wing. You're like you're gonna nitpick at things about like race, and so the only black people in it are either slaves or they get hit in the face. Yeah. Right. It was great to hear Paris Hilton say Lenny Riefenstahl though, because then she had like she said it right, and so that means that she had to like ask somebody how to pronounce it and like learn more about Lenny Riefenstahl. <laughs> you think she went great. back to the Library I mean, of Congress and looked up Lenny Riefenstahl? Like, that's and a really up her encyclopedia? easy. She learned German. Name to mispronounce. <laughs> she got you know a Rosetta I mean? Stone. Yeah, I think she went learned. deep. She went into the archives. I mean, I, what else is she doing? I couldn't remember her name. She had it right there, so I'll give it up to her. It was her and Simon Rex were giving out the award. That was and one I, part where they totally had them as the host, as if to say, yeah, these... These, these liberals can only get these lame actors. And I'm like, this is your movie. Well, no, so <laughs> what, what I was trying to figure out was like they were hosts at like a liberal awards show. Yeah. So were they like poking fun at themselves as liberals? Like, is Simon Rex a liberal? Simon Rex, I feel like he's one of the actors that took it for the money. 
You think like, I don't think yeah. of politics? I don't. I don't know. I don't the know. One, but like Paris Hilton, I mean, like yeah, does she, she need? She need the money. money I could from see her being conservative. Gig. She's ultra wealthy. I mean, I don't. Maybe wanna, she, I don't want to yeah. put words in her mouth, but yeah, I can't see her needing it for the money. Yeah, or just for the exposure. Yeah, there was somebody in the office. Go, we got Paris Hilton for that. Great, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. It was star studded. I guess the lead was. Yeah, no, I wrote a bunch of them down. I think Casper Casper Van Dien. I think is the oh. like the main male dude. I think right, or else it was a guy no. from Passions who looks like Casper Van Dien. It was I, a guy who looks like it was like Joe was American, good looking. It was the guy from Passions. Then I think here, let me find my notes again. I can't believe you took notes. I had to drink four cups of coffee to get through the movie. Oh, it was so hard. It was so, so bad. we have Casper Van Dien. I think, but maybe not. Um, uh, we have the guy Jay, who played Jay Peterman on Seinfeld, Paris Hilton and Simon Rex. I think it was Kevin Sorbo as the fake sure. George the fake, Clooney yeah, guy, right? That oh, was. was that who it was? It was yeah. like Michael, it was Michael Malone's George rival. Mulrooney. Yeah. It was, it was just, yeah. Uh, I, it was just get, supposed I can't to believe be, I didn't. I said, really? You would have to look like the movie that he was winning for was like modeled on Good Night and Good Luck. That's the oh. only way that you could put it together because it was like Kevin Sorbo with long blonde hair, whatever. And then you have a Seinfeld base based humor. Okay, what else do I have here? The JFK impersonator was really good. He was very That's good. one thing that jumped out at me. Um, that Seinfeld joke made me wish that I was watching Seinfeld at that moment. Absolutely, was like, yeah. What was that? Like they cut to a cafe where Michael this, Malone was and it played the Yeah, it didn't make away. any sense. It was like it was, it was just it, it was like a thousand. You know, airplane anything could happen. Here's like we're gonna. There's so much plot that when something like that joke, an airplane joke happens. It's kind of out of place. Well, no, I mean, it's like you have to earn the right to tell jokes that stupid. And this movie <laughs> digs a hole so deep that it could never get out of that no. hole. Like, there's a couple of funny jokes and, like, some of the – set, like, some, like there's a fake training video that's well made. I liked made the training video. And kind of funny, funny, but it's like, dude, you already yeah. did, like, five things that pissed me off and made me want to turn the TV off. So it's you, you're not going to get any credit for that. Yeah, I actually – I enjoyed that training movie. And I was like, if this was in any – if this was just a short on something else It'd i would be, think because it was a, more the humor came out of the whole goofus and gallant right dynamic yep. and then training videos but you can yeah. say what the training video the training was. video was like um they're making fun of how low budget the taliban's training videos are and then it cuts to one of the training videos and it shows two uh quote-unquote employees and it's like um uh, Ahmed and, and Aman and it's like Ahmed is the good guy he's like Ahmed is always on time for his job and he walks into a building and then it blows up and then it's like Aman is never on time he cuts it too close and it's like a guy riding a bike looking at his watch and he's like oh shit and before he gets into the building he blows up like it was a bunch of silly little things like that and I was like oh okay that's, yeah. that's that, decent that was, fun. Right. that was a funny bit and, and but watching that and laughing you're like I don't want to laugh I know, know right? yeah that's I the thing I stopped anything. myself well and it made me realize like was a central part of say Hot shots part dieu, it's like liberal ideology, I guess, kind of, because there's some cognitive dissonance in the movies of seeing this like something that I like had this warm, you know, it, it felt like inclusive, like the that sort of humor. And this is obviously is exclusive because pretty mm -hmm. much everything political is, but like, yeah. Like, was that part of it? Like, were there jokes in, like, Major League? I guess that maybe isn't by the same guys. It's kind of in the same league. Same era. Yeah. Um, yeah. Charlie like, Sheen. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> maybe it, it, It's going to make you, this you movie, make color your, your memories? Oh, it throws all of yeah. that stuff into doubt. I mean, like, whatever. Airplane's still good, but, you know, I don't know. You guys, if you guys haven't seen Spy Hard or Wrongfully Accused, like, that's a key part in the chain, too. Because, like, those movies are so... 
they're doing the same thing and they're all just so bad. Yeah. Well, they're bad and they're just, it's kind of like a low budget version of themselves. You get but, Liam Neeson. But then you realize like, wait, no, yeah, like, yeah, wait, they probably had like similar budgets and like literally most of the same creative team. Why are they so bad? Was I just 12? Like, and then you go back and you watch Airplane now. It's like, no, Airplane's good. Like what changed? I don't know. And they use all the jokes on the, in yeah, the one movie. That's and true. They can. ran out of stuff. And like this movie, they recycled all the jokes. Uh, what did you think about the col the anti-college message that this movie had? Well, mainly anti-Columbia, right? Uh -huh. And like, yeah. yeah, and higher education in general. Like, all of that stuff was, I mean, I guess Columbia is, it's probably pretty lefty. And it's that definitely is associated with, like, protest. But I mean, like, I don't, it's not like, I don't know. It's, yeah. That's not like a bunch of hippies at Columbia, No, man, definitely you know? not. That's why when I was watching that scene, I, I went to a, a super considered lefty liberal arts college and i was watching that and watching that movie i was like wait but the people who own my alma mater are involved with monsanto like i think a lot of universities their boards are conservative like, of course and NYU's. It's i mean people, yeah like people are like a lot of the people who graduate from a place like columbia are lefty at college age but if they like graduate and succeed they get a bunch of money and i mean like the, and they make this you movie. know like i mean yeah. yeah you know i don't know and then the whole joke about we're tenured so we don't care i was like nobody gets tenure anymore yeah just like you're just taking cheap shots and not thinking about it is that all. true no one gets tenure anymore nobody no, gets tenure it's like why really is that difficult. Because, because of budget yeah or because the of... same reason nobody works at a, the same company for 25 years yeah. anymore uh -huh. either, yeah you know? it's i just... mean it's essentially endowments are tied to the market so uh -huh. whenever the markets collapse um they have less of an operating budget so now it's so expensive to hire full-time uh, employees, especially tenured employees, that everyone's adjunct, which is just part-time lecturers. And oh, wow. Like that, yeah. So, yeah, so that's how. But also just the idea of going to college at all. Yeah. Like, they're like, yeah, don't go to no. college. It's such a weird list. thing. Should enlist. I mean, I agree with that. Everybody should just enlist instead of going to college. <laughs> it would solve all our problems. Women love Especially. men in uniform, oh, yeah. right? In this movie, he gets all the girls. Well, and, and then there's the joke with like a bunch of different uniform people lined up outside. It's like, wait, is this like a be... real point about how like masculinity is tied to duty, or is it just literally a joke about a soldier outfit costume? Right. But know? then that also that joke was the girl who used to be in love with Michael. Michael Malone used to be in love with. I'm assuming her politics are in line with what the movie's politics are. Sure. But then they're like, oh, she still sucks a bunch of dicks. Yeah, it's like, like still like, like <laughs> here's a little slut shaming at the end right. just to make you confused about what I know, point and I was we're like, making. I thought you know? she was on your side. Yeah, She's marrying the soldier. What is going on? No, but it's like she'll suck any guy's dick, but yours yeah. because you're a liberal, and that's why he hates all soldiers. Yeah. Because this woman. And a lot of it just comes back to like him being fat. Too, yeah. right? Yeah. Like a lot of it, like the, the kid that they get to play him is like fatter. And relatively. that he never showers, apparently. Yeah, he's just oh, disgusting. Yeah. Also, his apartment is the grossest piece of shit apartment. And I'm like, he is doing pretty well he's, financially. Yeah. Oh, we well, no, but that's slams? one of the recurring jokes is that documentaries are horrible and not a real art form. And I wanted to be like, I wrote a note down. I won't read it because it's too pretentious. But like, Oh, no, no, like, go ahead. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. yeah, I know. That's always, that's one of my big <laughs> tricks to get me to, you know, to get people to let me read stuff that I write is to say, oh, no, it's too pretentious because then people are like, all right, let's hear it. <laughs> 
So he has uh, a quill right yeah, now. And, uh, I wish Errol Morris could defend <laughs> documentary film versus the low budget parody genre. I wonder who would win. Like they keep taking these pot shots yeah. of documentaries. Uh-huh. I went and looked at at David Zucker's IMDb. He made Ruthless People, which I've never seen, oh, and it movie. might be okay. Well, right? I saw it when it came out, so and it was 30, good. Yeah, it was good. That's like the pretty much the only movie that's not horrible. That's not like this cheap kind of parody thing. He did Scary Movie three and four after the Wayans brothers were like, all right, this is getting weird. I don't know why people like this shit so much. (laughs) And like, so like, certainly there's no like best vaguely politically motivated scatological parody film award at the Oscars. (laughs) Best poop joke goes to. How how can you be that down on like document? I don't know. It's strange. He made the superhero movie, which is terrible. Yeah. Um, Onion movie probably did part of it. Uh, And there's just a bunch of, He's a bunch of, um, of shitty fucking films. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like bad parody films. Well, there's the one called again. HUD, HUD, <laughs> so which funny. I kind of want to go and see because it's like, hmm, that might, there might be some, some secret gems in there with what Steve Carell. It's about like the Housing and Urban Development Committee. It's like, I don't know. It seems like it could be good, but maybe. The maybe secret not. undercover crime fighting work of the Department of Housing and Urban Development. With Steve Carell. Like, that sounds like it's worth a rental, you know? Uh, all right. Well, Especially listen, enjoy yourself this. on the other film yeah. podcast because okay. Janine and I are out. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing. Have two, fun on We Hate Movies. Two points. One, I couldn't, like, right from the get go, I couldn't. I. I won't say maybe this affected my because I was going to think this this movie was bad anyway. But right away, I was like, oh, that guy's in this. I hate that guy. And it's Christina Hendricks' husband. And I hate what? him because he's Who? married. Who? Um, Who is it? The, the guy the, that looks like the guy from Revenge of the Nerds? Yeah. The terrorist? Schnauzberry's guy. The terrorist guy. The, the skinny little terrorist that guy. That guy's married to Christina Hendricks? He's married Hendrix? to Christina oh, Hendricks. Yeah, right? I'm out. Fuck <laughs> that guy. Double fuck that guy. I, I watched that and I was like, no. And so when he came on the screen, I was like, I already hate you because... You're married to the woman I want to marry. That's petty. Maybe you're making this. Maybe you have a small bit part because you didn't know what it was. He actually isn't that bad in the movie. That's the sad part. Like he's not that bad. You won't convince Janine of that. You won't. He's terrible. (laughs) But then he has a mate. Like I was like, all right, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe it's a small part. Maybe he didn't know what he was involved in. But then he has such a huge part of it that I'm like, star. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, there's no way he couldn't have known what this movie was. Oh no. Maybe Christina will leave him over. I hope so. Christina, come on. Come, come on. Is that why you sent her a copy of this movie? I did, I did. <laughs> what I is was this? like, <laughs> look at the blood on your husband's hands. <laughs> is that? I didn't know he was an actor. It was funny when you see her in an award shows and you see a picture of her stopping and posing and he's standing behind her looking kind of in the camera too. Yeah. And I always thought like, that's weird. I thought he was like an accountant or something. <laughs> no, like, no, why is he getting all actor. Hollywood? Definitely an actor. There to make sure that her rented jewels don't get scuffed. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> but I do, it is defense. I do read stuff and he's very good to her. Oh, of I'm course. Sure. Yeah, he, yeah, dude. He oh, fucking better appreciate no, it. Be You're going to swoop right in. <laughs> I know. I'll swoop in and pull the rubber. The other thing was Kelsey Grammer yeah. as the voice of reason. Kelsey Grammer is... A mess. He's been married like eight times, three times to a stripper. Maybe I'm Once exaggerating. Once to cocaine. Right. He's <laughs> a fucking mess. He should not be giving you advice in any capacity whatsoever unless... Is he a ghost in this movie? Because he, he plays yeah. George Patton. He plays George Patton. He basically <laughs> plays like the ultimate American yeah. guy. And it's, yeah, you know, it's really Which bad. from Frasier... 
yeah. the most oh, foppish <laughs> character, yeah. intellectual character. Yeah, that's in true. He history. was talk about like a, li- a lefty leaning sitcom. Like, yeah, I mean that just the humor mm-hmm. of that show was very liberally right. No, am I wrong? I mean, it was I, more classist. I I don't know. I yeah, think a huge check that. doesn't lean right or left. You know, right. when you get paid a shitload of money. Well, it's kind of like that New Yorker vibe. It's like, I think that it's liberal, but it's probably not. Yeah. No, no, it, it makes yeah, me... my note about Kelsey Grammer, of his first appearance is just, oh, Kelsey. Oh, no, like, that guy is but so he's, right-wing. He's so right-wing. So he had a right-wing comedy show, which was terrible. Oh, really? Because mm-hmm. as we prove with this film, unless you're doing a poop joke or an ass joke, there's nothing really funny in talking about right-wing politics. It's making fun of the king. So the right-wing is on top with all the money. Making fun of the people fighting for the little people never really works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's hard to write those jokes. Trace Atkins shows up as another. He's, he's the third the, ghost, I think, in like preserving the Dickensian sort of real, structure. I couldn't tell co- he was a real country singer until the concert at the end. Yeah. And then I was like, and oh, okay, that's. You that's don't watch Celebrity Apprentice? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, my career's over. I just didn't he get won it. Celebrity Apprentice last did, season. Oh, what? what? Oh, okay. That's where, that's where I know him from. Otherwise, I wouldn't know who he is. I, I just put this together. I'm sorry if this is a joke that like Jay Leno or somebody's made. Like, if you're a celebrity, why are you? Why do you need to apprentice for something? Like, I hear Trace Atkins <laughs> has one. It's like, wait, what, what? So had he failed and he needed to become famous again, or did he just want to be twice as famous? He wanted to be more I'll famous. Have, but like, I mean, so does everybody. It's like, weird on that yeah. show. They all fight like it's a real job. And when you watch the regular Apprentice, these people are really fighting for a job. Right. What is it. the actual prize at the end of Celebrity I think Apprentice? You you get a position within. You the, get the a Trump role in an, an American Carol. That's, That's he yeah. won this part. It was between him and Pen Pendulette. So uh, no, you win twenty. Uh, Oh, uh, just cash. A lot of money for okay. your charity. They're all fighting for oh, charity. Oh, okay, right. But cool. then the regular one, you get a bunch of money and you get like a year contract working. Yeah, yeah I remember yeah, yeah. that one Trump dude won. Yeah, Bill like Rancic. Yeah, 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 now he's Rancic. a reality yeah. star. Yeah. yeah. Now he's doing, yeah, talk shows. So you get on TV. Yeah, no, That's... now he's a real TV star. Okay, <laughs> he's graduated up. <laughs> like Paris Hilton. Yeah. She's in this thing. Yeah, the whole talk about Trey Zakin's talking about the real America and they're doing real music for real America. But I did like it was funny that they did still. Sh- took a, a swipe at country music. At the end, yeah. yeah. I'm like, what funny. are you doing? That's funny. Why are you making me <laughs> like you again? I'm not supposed to like you. And I think that that was, I think he probably thought that it was like not, that he's like a moderate and like he hates both sides of the political spectrum. Who, Trace? Equally. No, 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 David Zucker. Like, oh, okay. I think that he probably, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't think this was a really? right-leaning film. Yeah. yeah. Like, because that's, be... that's a common thing where it's like, no, we make fun of everybody. Like, even Jon Stewart, honestly, like, will be like, we take, like, no, you don't make fun of everybody equally. You do uh-huh. make fun of everybody, not equally, right? There's definitely, you know, there can Some be leaning. that sort of, yeah. you know? And so I wouldn't be surprised if you thought that. I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't incredibly right-leaning, but... I mean, you know, you have Kelsey Grammer involved. Uh, I think Joffrey Rush was in there at some point. Was he really? I missed him. Um, wasn't he the oh, agent maybe. in the in the restaurant? Oh yeah. And then um, what's his name? Uh, who played the judge shooting at the ACLU zombies? De- Dennis Hopper. That's Dennis the thing. Hopper. Like, what? Yeah. Does Dennis? He's very conservative. It's four really? guys. Oh, he was. It's He's four. Dead, right? Yeah, he was. Okay. It, but it was. For mm, a Kelsey Grammer, Joffrey Rush, um, Robert Duvall, and um, John Voight are all incredibly conservative. Okay. They're the Hollywood elite, and I wouldn't be surprised if um, those three guys being involved in this movie kind of was John steered Vo- it. What was John Voight in this movie? He wasn't in this movie, but oh. he's part of the, the right wing. And oddly in the right wing. And he also does, if you're from L.A., they have every year these Chabad telethons, which is to raise money for these Jewish charities, and they have all these 
uh, Orthodox Jews, Payas and everything. And he comes on every year as the big celebrity. <laughs> and it's just really funny to see him come out. And they're like, oh, we love this guy, John Voigt, doing a very big thing. And he comes out and he talks about how important it is. It's just so weird, all these Orthodox Jews and then John Voigt. Yeah, it's out of nowhere. And then again, you're like, ah, you're a conservative. Like, we don't want, I don't know. You don't want to like John Voigt because of his politics. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't like because didn't didn't wasn't he pretty shitty to Angelina Jolie when she was growing up? I know they they were estranged for a I think, very long time. I think the vibe is that like she may have impugned his name a little bit more than she should have, oh, and then now up. that they've kind of like come back, I think that like the like at least the gossip mags are a little bit cooler with John Voight. Uh, that, that's okay. something that I've gathered. Like, if I saw him on the street, I wouldn't be like, ooh, what do you do to Angelina? You know? No, but it was, he would go on, like, uh, Inside Edition or something and say, uh, 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 Angelina, I need you to come home. He needs to stop doing drugs or whatever. It's like, why are you going on TV and yeah, saying this? I always, and become I always, yeah. Speaking of Inside strange. Edition, or maybe it was Current Affair, the Bill O'Reilly. So what What was, the, like, the Rosie O'Donnell impersonator was surprised, like, looked a lot like yeah. Rosie O'Donnell, you know? And it wasn't against her. But, like, so is Rosie O'Donnell, like, a 9-11 truther? Like, she is. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, okay. she absolutely is. Because oh, I thought wow. they were just crazy grafting truther. that onto mm-hmm. her just because, like, why not? Yeah, you know? she's a lesbian. She's a liberal yeah. fucker. Probably yeah. crazy. No, yeah. she is. Okay, she is. Well. She is that uh, man. I, really I mean, and that's what's, like, I feel like around the same time I discovered this movie, I watched God Bless America, the Bobcat Goldthwait movie, which mm-hmm. is really good. But I remember sitting there being like, if I didn't agree with a lot of the things that this movie was espousing, it would be just as annoying as an American. American Carol is right. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's actually as bad having watched this movie a second time. No, I think right? it's better, right? Like, yeah. yeah, but like, but I'm also biased to think that it's better, right? You know, um, I don't know where I was going. No, but I feel that way about Michael Moore. A lot of times when he yeah. does something, they accuse Michael Moore of doing something wrong, and they're right. Or John Stewart, they're accusing him of going crazy. I agree with them, and it's like, ah, shame on you. But I'm glad you're on my side. Yeah, you're, you're fighting yeah, for yeah, my. Yeah. And again, on the show, we don't talk about politics, but this episode, how can we not? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So if you're conservative, please keep listening to the show. Where are you going? Don't, don't hang <laughs> well, up. Yeah, no, don't I, go. I mean, and that's really like, I when I first watched it, I thought I didn't like it just because I thought of it as a purely political movie. But no, it's just like the bad quality of the comedy and like, yeah. why does it exist? Who is it trying to convert? Because it's not working. It's preaching and to it, the choir. But it's also like, it doesn't really give that much stuff to people who already think that way. Like, they're not going to like the lesbian shaving their armpits jokes or whatever, you know, yeah. like... Uh, maybe they also, will I don't know Yeah. but then yeah they're trying to win the right wing but then they kind of take slams at them too with the country music thing and then um, at the end that that Navy nephew's family horrifically falls into the harbor when he's oh, leaving yeah, I'm just like right. what? I, I was sitting there and I was watching that scene and I was I was thinking if there was a super basically if my grandparents were still alive living in Alabama. We're watching that scene. They would be horrified oh, by yeah. that. I was just totally. like, you're losing the very people you're trying to go after. That's the thing. That's All the people on the right, they take a swipe at them too. And I'm like, where are you going? And it's not well done. Like It's like the end of the Christmas Carol with the family with Tiny Tim. and But in this case, they all die. They all die. And that joke has worked in his other movies. But, but not, not in this political thing. Right. Not yeah. when you're trying to preach to the choir. You're going to lose the choir. Would you recommend this movie to other people? Oh, uh, no. Not even as a bad, so bad it's good. It was just bad, bad. I 
got, I had 20 minutes left in the movie and I was like, surely it's close to being done. And I opened the little like timer bar and was like, no. (laughs) Yeah, that's about when I stopped taking notes. The last one I wrote down was, oh, that was Trace Adkins. Um, No, absolutely. I mean, like if they like, I've, I mean, I've already recommended this movie to lots and lots of people and I'm sure I will do it again, but not like unless they want to watch a terrible movie. No, and is there a moral to this movie? Yeah, I was actually thinking about that. I composed it. Let me know if you are cool mm-hmm. going with this. It's um, don't try to destroy something because that something doesn't invite you to its birthday party because that something might actually end up being good. Because that, if you listen to everything, it's like basically like the reason that Michael Moore Malone tries to destroy July 4th is because... Some kid says it it's America it was America's birthday party and he wasn't invited. Yeah. So that's the catalyst for the whole movie. And at the end, Patton shows him that America was actually good. So it's don't try to destroy something just because it didn't invite you to its birthday party because it might be good. Oh, well, Janine, is there a, a moral to the story? Um, I feel like the moral of the story is don't be fat and successful and not agree with us. Yeah. Yeah. That's I also yeah. want to mention real quick, yeah. if you wait all the way till the end, it says in loving in loving memory oh, of no. Kenneth Hendricks. Oh no. I looked up Kenneth Hendricks. He is a shingle sales millionaire from Beloit, Wisconsin. And David Zucker's also from uh, southeastern Wisconsin. So, and he died. I mean, it is sad. He died falling through a hole in his garage. And so, this movie was dedicated to him. And I was like, look, this, why would you do that? Why would you dedicate this movie that even, even has a chance of being polarizing? This person wasn't involved in the movie. Why would you do that? You think he financed it? Also, if so, don't say in loving memory. Just, you know, like what? Also, that a roof salesman died falling through a roof is funnier I, than this entire movie. Well, that factoid. I wasn't willing to go there, but you're definitely <laughs> I'll go right. There. Yeah, I didn't even put that together. I feel like Kenneth would appreciate that line more than this movie being dedicated to him. Yeah, that he, is maybe. Why would you dedicate? Maybe this? he had a conversation with no. David Zucker, and he was like, "Look, David, if you ever there's make. a really good chance <laughs> since I'm involved with construction <laughs> that one day I will die in a tragic construction-related accident. If so, as a final gesture to me, dedicate your worst movie to me <laughs> in loving memory, your most hateful movie, so that and it'll be my private joke that uh, my life wasn't in vain." There we go. That was a good go. thing. Yeah. Two more points I wanted to bring up. I forgot. Um, one, there's a swipe at stem cell research. They say uh, they, they're oh, against yeah. stem cell research. And the guy goes, they said, what if you were, um, you had a broken neck? He goes, I'd rather have a broken neck. Right. That's the, the very a last. A broken neck. Like, that encourage the, science. Fuck science. No yeah. brainer. Yeah. Walk it off. <laughs> <laughs> you got cancer? Walk it off. And then Kennedy, they twisted Kennedy's speech to say that he was pro-war. Yeah. And that was like that Michael Malone or more or everyone else who saw that speech misheard that speech. And they, uh, Kennedy and was again, a the production value of recreating his inauguration speech was incredible. Yeah. Like, why didn't they, they really use, dug into that War of the Roses? You know, uh, isn't that the movie where the guy it, comes out of the screen? Uh, is it? No, no it's no. it's Purple Rose of Cairo. Purple Rose of Cairo. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. War of the War. Roses is like Danny DeVito yeah. gets a divorce. That's I think. right. Yes. It's the Purple Rose and Kathleen War Turner, of Roses. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, you guys, for doing oh, it. And uh, real quick, and add, uh, have you guys gone to the post office? And the last time you had to go to the post office, I Jenny, don't. I when was don't the last time you sent a letter, Jenny? Last time I sent a letter. Um, That's right. Geez, never. never. But when was the last time you guys wore a shirt? 
Today. Today? Yeah. Today? Guys? Yeah. That's I'm right. currently wearing one. What? What if you I don't wanted... know why you guys aren't. I'm a little uncomfortable. <laughs> it's a, it's a strategy. <laughs> for this point. So what about a website where you can buy any kind of shirt you want? Like a regular shirt, a fancy shirt, what? a funny shirt, like a Star Wars t-shirt? No. You wouldn't I do it? I, no, I just right. don't believe it could exist. No, I'm, but I'm telling you, I think there is. What? Yes, if you go to proudlyresents.com slash B-U-I slash buy, it'll bring you to all posters, which sell shirts and posters, apparently. I don't know why they didn't change their name. But you can buy any kind of T-shirt you want. It's not only posters. It's okay. all posters. So they have all posters. They might have some other shit. Do they have cat posters? They have I you should check so. out the website and find out for yourself. Who's doing the ad? It doesn't matter. <laughs> you guys should check it out. Proudlyresents.com slash B-U-Y. And you can find out how you can buy a shirt. Jesus, you look crazy not wearing a shirt right now. Buy a shirt. Check out old episodes on iTunes or on our website. You can check, see what kind of interviews, what movies you want to do. Email us if you have a movie idea or a comment. At Proudlyresents on Twitter. Uh, proudpod at gmail.com. I'm sorry, it's a terrible email. And uh, you go to our Facebook group and join that and talk about films that you like. If you want to be on our mailing list, go to prowlersents.com and we'll send you all the show notes so you don't even have to look at the web anymore. Web is gone. It's all web is dead. Dead, unless you're buying a shirt. That's what it's for now. All right, thanks for listening to the show. Bye. Thanks, guys. Adam, that, we're, we're out of time for this interview.